Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. hear me good now right can hear you good 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 all right man sorry i was a little late today now you're good me too i uh had the old uh physical therapy and came home and scarfed down some leftovers and uh yeah now i'm here nice nice i had to go uh flip a cow Flip a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is what does this mean to flip a cow? Well, you know, uh my boss, he hurt himself a couple few weeks back and uh so he's kind of gimped up a little bit. He can he's he's not unable to do stuff, but he's you know, he's got a broken wrist, uh broken wrist and three broken ribs and so it's yeah. uh he had a cow kind of get lame on him. So anyway, she kind of she fell over and then she won't get up so he's been he medicated her and now but with his ailments, he needs to he needs to help like we got to keep flipping her like every day. So we have to go out to his farm, uh. got to flip her over, put restraw and uh keep her covered cuz it turned it turned cold on us again. So um same here. Anyway, so yeah. Flipping cows, man. You cow flipper, you. (laughs) (laughs) Not not to be uh, confused with cow tipping. We're not cow tipping. She's already down, but we're we're cow flipping. (laughs) Cow flipping. What do you do for a living? Oh, I flip cows. I'm a cattle flipper. That's right. Boy, I tell you what, tonight I am drinking another one of those uh, Lotus Energy drinks. And uh, this will be the second time. Any more than that, they're going to have to start uh, they're going to have to start po- sponsoring this podcast. I agree. You know, somebody's got to. Why not? Why not Lotus Energy drinks? Come on, Lotus. I know you're hearing this podcast. Somebody's got to be listening to it. Lotus, come on to the podcast. Come sponsor us. I'm not that's begging, right. If you're but affiliated with Lotus, if if you're that's right. If you are uh work for them, own it, whatever, we'll take it. All you can get us. Come on. Come on with your bad self. <laughs> All right. So uh heck yeah. Anything new and exciting or same old, same old? Um Oh, uh, so let's see. Tuesday, I went and took part in the first city council meeting um, in our little town here. So I, I more or less just sat there and I just listened and I watched. You know, there's probably like 10 of us in there. And mm. two of those, I don't think, are technically on the city council. They're just workers of the city. Then you had the mayor and then you had like one, two, three, four other people on the council, five other people. So um, I went ahead and agreed to it. 
uh, sign the paperwork, but they won't have the election until May. And I've got to have two votes. Mm-hmm. So that's me voting for myself and my wife voting for me. So uh, that's going to be my two votes <laughs> that will be needed. So I'd vote uh, for we'll you. see how that goes, you know. Yeah, that's there we go. I got three votes. Um, so no, <laughs> yes. it was good. You know, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And, uh, you know, I just want to help out as much as I can, you know, just whatever I can do to help the city and give my input and advice or, uh, my two cents and they can take it or leave it. So we'll see how it goes. Well, well, good for you. Good for you, man. I got a. I hope it works out for you. And you were already politicking, though. You were politicking for them roads to get fixed, weren't you? I was, yeah. You know, we have dirt roads around here. Years and years ago, I think they used to be paved, and they just got tons of potholes. And I guess somebody along the way just decided, you know what? Forget about fixing them. Just put some caliche rock on there, which is the worst (laughs) rock you can put down because it's so dusty. If anything, lay down a good road base so it's not so dusty. But uh, anyway... So we had tons of potholes and they're all over town. It's not just in our neighborhood. They're everywhere. And, uh, but they were getting so mm-hmm. bad that I was just like, I called up the mayor and I said, Hey, I said, you know, you guys got to get out here and, and get these roads. So I know, you know, there's a lot to take into consideration, manpower, money, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, taxes keep going up and things aren't changing. So you're making more money um, as a citizen. That's, that's, that's what I think, you know, I don't know all the, mm-hmm. the nitty gritty behind the scenes details. Um, but most citizens, I think that's what they're thinking is, well, my taxes are going up, but things aren't changing. So what's up? And so anyway, uh, <laughs> he humored me and he sent a couple of guys out and they started repairing some of the roads in our neighborhood, filling in potholes and stuff. And, uh, which is fantastic. It's great. It's not bumpy and rough anymore. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just, uh, and I hope that they're continuing on throughout the rest of the neighborhood because it's not just my roads that need it. Everybody's roads need it. And it was funny when I was pulling in to the neighborhood yesterday, there was a guy who was leaving and he was just flying down the road. You know, people drive mm-hmm. so fast up and down these roads in our neighborhoods. It's not like we're out in the country on a back road. And no one's around. I mean, you're oh, in yeah. a neighborhood like you would be in the city, but it's just in a small country town. Yeah. And there's kids that drive on the streets and everything. And But you got some people that just uh, don't think, I guess, don't have much sense. And they just fly up and down these roads. And, uh, you know, for one, that tears the roads up. Two, I'm afraid someone's kid's going to get hit. And uh, it's just not good for anybody. Yep. So I kind of, I pointed my finger down at him. <laughs> try to get him to slow down. I don't know if he saw me or not, but uh, uh got to do. I think some, something like, something's got to change. Yeah. Well, you're like one of those old guys. They slow down. What? Why are you driving so fast? <laughs> I, I remind myself of my grandpa when they used to own that 12 acres up there in Missouri, and they had a dirt road in front of their property. And my grandpa used to get so mad. He'd yell at everybody driving by and, Hey, slow down. And he even threw rocks at people's cars. I'm not going to go that far. Um, but oh. <laughs> I did tell the mayor, I did tell the mayor, I said, you know, people are starting to drive in my yard. I'm talking like two, three, four foot in the yard and, uh, to avoid the potholes. Mm-hmm. I said, if we don't get these potholes fixed, I said, I'm going to go to extreme measures. I'm going to buy a two by four, 
put a hole in it, put rebar through it into the ground so it doesn't move. I'm going to drill screws through the two by four uh-huh. and people are going to start running over screws and popping tires. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know if that was convincing for him to get them roads fixed or not, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> You've always had old man tendencies though. Uh, <laughs> all the way down, all the way down to your, you remember when you drove that, uh, Ford Ranger, man, that thing was like pristine. And now <laughs> I can see you, you, you're the type of guy, Marshall, that would be out there cutting your grass with a pair of scissors. Like it, it wouldn't be uncommon to see you like laying on your belly and just looking straight across your yard. And if you see one blade of grass, that's little taller than the rest of them, you'd be out there cutting with a pair of scissors. And then if you've ever seen that commercial, Marshall, that about uh, what is that? Uh, I can't remember what company that is. But anyway, not to be like your parents. And uh, you'd be the guy that's rubbing down the trash cans because they're too dirty. <laughs> uh, it's it's true, Aaron. You, you are 100 percent correct. Uh, that is me to a T. And Aaron's right. That's something I've always done growing up. Uh, every car I had, it was always spotless and pristine. And uh, uh, I was the same way with, you know, my bedroom growing up, my house, you know, and mowing the lawn. But, you know, I was raised around that, you know, growing up, we had chores. It was strict, um, you know, had to pick up after yourself and we had to mow and weed the lawn since we were real little, you know. And so uh, it was always up to us. And uh and I think that kind of that tendency for thing want to make things look really clean and perfect. Uh, I think that comes from my dad's side of the family because my dad's that way, mm-hmm. and my my papa, my dad's dad, is the same way as well. Um, so I think it could be a little bit of a genetic thing, maybe. I don't know. This <laughs> um, guy has pros and cons. That I'm surprised, Marshall, that um, I never that you never asked me when I, when getting into your car, the, uh, it to, if I wanted like a Werther's, uh, candy or something. And <laughs> 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 you just, you always carry around a, a pocket full of like, uh, mints or, uh, Werther's candies with you. And, uh, it was like, every time I got into oh. your vehicles, like getting into my grandpa's vehicle. <laughs> before you know it, Marshall. You know, uh, before you know it, you'll, you're going to be writing your name on everything. That's what my grandpa did. And that's what you know. You 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 just mark everything with your name. Yeah. You know, I uh, <clears throat> the Werther's candies. My my grandparents, my Mimi and Papa. Um, every time I go out there, they always had a jar full of the Werther's candies, the hard candies. And so that's why I probably had them things all the time. But yeah, it it, it mints. So at work, at work, anytime we get mints or gum, if you pull up my drawer in my desk, I've got either a pack of gum in there or mints or right now peppermints. And, uh, but me 
And people in the yeah. office know it. I go through gum and my wife says it all the time, she's like, you go, you chew gum like it's candy. You can go through a pack of gum a day. I'm like a smoker, but I chew gum. <laughs> I just go through packs of gum <laughs> in a day. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think I have a problem. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you, no, you're just an 80 year old stuck in a 30 year old body. <laughs> Just call me old man Massey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. Oh. All right. Well, I wanted to I wanna kinda transition. We probably should probably get into this a little bit, but Marshall, I I wanna talk about your uh about the like the scolding that I kind of gave you over text message the other yesterday. <laughs> and uh I, I was I wanted to make the comment that uh if that's the if that's the biggest disagreement we have which really i tell you it wasn't a disagreement it wasn't even an argument it was uh and it wasn't necessarily even a scolding to be honest with you but if that's the uh if that's the worst of it we're doing pretty dang good wouldn't you say <laughs> i'd say we're doing fantastic and uh yeah it's true last night uh Aaron and I were, were texting back and forth and we we're talking about the chapter in Luke we're going to go over today. And, and, uh, me being my procrastinating self <laughs> on some things, uh, reading being one of them. Cause I, like I've said before on this podcast, I hate reading. Uh, I love the Bible, but I hate mm-hmm. reading. And so I will, I will put it off to the very last second. I was the same way in school and that's why I probably didn't do very well in school. Um, but uh, yeah, last night Aaron was uh, where I was telling him how I'd, I hadn't read the chapter yet. And uh, so I read it last night and then I was listening to it and kind of going through a little bit today as well. Um, but Aaron was like, uh, just, hey, you know, you might want to get into that a little bit more and start, you know, maybe pick a day or whatever, <laughs> you know, and to kind of kind of start getting into it a little bit. Better. And he's right. He's right. hundred uh, percent. So uh, that's something I'm working on. <laughs> Well, and Marshall, and I kind of, I, I, I kind of want to go into a little. I am struggling calling it a rant, but um, what I want to get, what I want to talk to people about, not just not only you, Marshall, but anybody listening or anybody that I come across on a daily basis. What I want to do is I want to encourage people to pursue righteousness. Through God's word. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'll admit, or, you know, I'm, I'm adamant about, about that because since I have gotten more into God's word, it's changed my life. And God's given me clarity through, um, through reading and the study of his word. And I want, and I want that for anybody that I come in contact with. I want that for you, Marshall. And and not and most of all, God wants that for us as well. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and Aaron, you are 100 percent true or right, correct. Um, it, it's very important that we spend time in God's Word every day. I don't care if it's five minutes a day or five hours a day. Um, spending quality, quiet time, individual time with God, um, whatever that looks like for you. It's, it is very important. And that's something mm-hmm. I've got to work on. You know, it hasn't always been this way. Years ago, I was, I, I read my Bible a lot and I spent a lot more time with God um, than, than I do now. And that's just the honest truth. 
And I've, I've really slacked on that. And, you know, and it, sometimes you just got to find a place in your house. If you've seen, uh, uh, there's a movie out there and I can't think of it. Just it, it skipped my mind right now, but there's a lady, she has a, 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 a prayer closet. And, uh, when we went to go visit my, my cousin a while back for their son's, uh, one-year-old birthday, he was showing mm-hmm. us around his house, giving us the tour. And he's a, he's a pastor and, uh, which we're going to have him on here. Uh, one of these days soon because he has a really cool testimony, but he was showing us around his house and he showed us a closet that he has to the side and it's his prayer closet. And he says, he'll just go in there and close the mm-hmm. door and just spend time in prayer and in God's word and just time alone. And, uh, I would love that, but the closets I have, well, my master closet is big <laughs> enough, but the other closets I have are too small. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, Aaron is correct. Getting in God's word is, is super important. So if you're not doing that, uh, we, we both uh, suggest that y'all dig into that. Well, and it's nothing it's nothing new. This is nothing that we haven't talked about before on this podcast. But and and I'm not I'm not saying this in any and I think I told you, Marshall, that I wasn't judging. I'm not I'm not saying it to judge as as brothers in Christ, we are here to encourage each other and to and to strive. And me, I'm not perfect, and there are days that I'm lazy myself, and and of course, but that's again why I said, uh, why I used the word pursue righteousness and not perf- uh, perfect righteousness, because us as sinful humans, mere uh, measly sinful humans, we cannot perfect it, but we can strive to be more like Jesus uh, each and every day through faith. And the wisdom that comes from his word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really important to have, uh, a good Christian friend or family member or peer, somebody, you know, whether it's your pastor or anybody, um, that you can go to, um, for prayer or whatever it is that you need, but also just for that accountability. And it's not just accountability mm-hmm. for just sins in your life or things that you're struggling with. Um, but just an accountability to say, Hey, have you been reading your Bible? Have you been in the word lately? You know, how are, how is that going for you? And it's not to shame you or to judge you. Like Aaron said, Aaron wasn't judging me and I didn't feel judged in any, in any way, shape, form or fashion, but he was holding me accountable. And and that's what we're called to do as Christians. We're, we're called to hold each other accountable um, because if we didn't have that accountability, yes, we have Jesus, but when, when somebody is not physically there in front of your face, uh, it's a lot easier to put that off and blow it off as opposed to having somebody face to face or over the phone or texting you or whatever it may be. Someone that, that, uh, that you look up to, that you do, you can depend on, that you love, you care about. Um, I, I, I feel like mm-hmm. you're more apt to that's, you know, listen to that individual and, um, they're going to have more of an influence on you. Yeah. Well, and even if you're, if you're married, which you, you know, you are uh, Marshall and I am as well, Mm -hmm. include your wife in on uh, your quiet time, include your wife in on your Bible study. And it, and I, I promise you, I promise you, it will strengthen your relationship. Every time you put God first in your relationship, it will strengthen you. Plus, you're you already, if you are married, already have a accountability partner. Now, I'm not saying that fellow mm-hmm. 
fellow men, fellow if you, uh, fellow women, um, strengthening each other. But your your wife is right there. Your spouse is right there. Your your uh, your husband is right there. Include them in on your on your Bible study, and uh, and Marshall. That kind of leads us into. And I know I didn't give mm-hmm. you nece- uh, necessarily a heads up, but you're starting. Uh, this will be a great time to kind of plug what you're uh, getting ready to do with your wife. Yeah. So I was talking to Aaron. So Michael Lacey that we had on uh, our podcast just recently. Um, uh, he, uh, has this new book that he came out with and, uh, it is called Christian marriage. Um, I'm pulling it up devotionals from both perspectives. So Christian marriage devotionals from mm-hmm. both perspectives. And I had the honor and the privilege to write just a small, um, few paragraphs in that, in that, uh, in that book. And so, and this isn't why I wanted to get the book. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, I wanted to have it because I wrote something in it, and it's just cool to have and hang on to that I could pass on to my kids or, or whoever. Um, but I thought it's a book about marriage, which, mm-hmm. like Aaron said, I'm married. So it, and so I thought, you know, hey, why not? Why not go ahead and purchase this book on Amazon? It was like five or six bucks um, on sale right now. So I grabbed it, and it's it's on its way. Uh, I ordered it today. And, um, I talked to my wife and I said, Hey, I said that book that I just wrote in recently, I said, how would you feel about, um, we use that as our devotional together and we start reading through that and we just pick a time whenever that may be. And, uh, we reread through it and we pray during that time, you know, however long that may be. And she agreed to it. And so that's what we're going to start doing is we're going to start reading through that devotional once we get it in the mail and, uh, just see what God does in us individually and in our marriage. I like that. Yeah, it's it's a great starting point. You know, just that's that's what we're here to encourage all of our listeners. Marshall is to is to include your spouse in your pursuit of in your pursuit of Jesus. And you you can't go wrong. Absolutely, it, it just you just can't go wrong. No, and you know if if you're if you're a single Christian or a married Christian. Um, and I, I say single because either way it doesn't matter. But when, when I was single and when I spent more time with God and I put God first in my life, guess what? My life was a lot better. I was just, I had more joy. I had more happiness. Um, I, I handled things better. Um, mm-hmm. It was just better. Life was better. And uh, when you don't, not saying that life won't be good, but uh, when different things come up in life, it's definitely going to be more challenging. And that goes, like I said, whether you're a, a single individual or whether you're married. And and if you really want to see a a, a large, a, a big difference in your marriage, you want to see God do some stuff and change some hearts, um, put him first. And, and, and as Christian men, we are called to be the leaders of our household. Um, and so this is a, a great step to take on that leadership and, and uh, mm-hmm. be an example to my wife and um, and if you're married a married man uh, to your to your family your kids even uh, and and Aaron you know what that's like you have five kids so you know the yeah. example that you and your wife set for your children is huge yep for sure it's they're always they're always watching so the better example you can set especially with everybody's eyes on Jesus the better it's going to go 
That being said, Marshall, um, before we actually start getting into the chapter, and uh, you know, maybe we did cover this when we first got into Luke, but um, putting God first and uh, getting to know Jesus, and while we're kind of on that subject, I'm sure there's some people asking, why Luke? Or why are we studying the Gospels? Why do we? Why are we looking at that again? Um, especially those who have been believers for some time. Well, you were walking through this Gospel because, and and this goes for about for any of the Gospels because it's uh, helping us learn about and, and continuing to learn about Jesus. We should go back to the Gospels and and constantly pursue what Jesus was like, what Jesus had to teach us. Just like you, Marshall, we're always kind of learning what me and what each other like. We're, we're best friends. I, we talk, we talk to each other all the time. And so it, it's, a, it's the same in the friend, in our friendship, we're constantly learning. So why wouldn't we constantly try and learn in trying to get to know who Jesus is? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, no, that's a great example. It's it, it's amazing how much effort we'll put into our friendships and our families and all those you know worldly relationships, but how often how easy it is to not put that effort and energy into that relationship with Christ, which ultimately is the most important relationship and the one that matters the most. I mean, that's where eternity will be spent is with Him. Um, so. Why are we not spending more time and focusing and growing and strengthening that relationship with with Christ? Yeah, well, and and this being the podcast that it is, we as believers are called to share Jesus, and it's okay to read the Gospels over and over. Um, there may be another thing we might consider is that there there's uh, probably new believers listening to this or people th- kind of on the fence. That, that they need to hear why we are so fired up about Jesus. Well, and, and that's you know, why we do every this. time you, yeah, and every time you read the Bible, um, you could read the Bible a million times in your lifetime from cover to cover. I've never read the Bible from cover to cover, but I've read the Bible all throughout the Bible several times. And every time I read the Bible, it may be, it might be the same thing. Something else pops up. And not only that, God, can use maybe the same thing you've read 10,000 times, something else he can use to influence your life based on what you're going through in that season of your life. Uh, so you just, you know, it's, it's a good thing to, to read through the Bible constantly and the same thing over because you never know what God's going to um, expose to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, and I say that that's why we do this. It, it, why we do this is to encourage all of you listening to chase after that, to leave the 99, chase after that one. As you know, as it says in Matthew, uh, what is it, chapter 18, verse 12. And we will get there and talk more in depth about this when we get there, in because Luke will talk about it in, the, in this gospel when we get to chapter 15. But um, let's pursue that one. Yeah, that's which you know. Hey, it's 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 the name of our podcast, the Undaunted Pursuit. We we should be on an undaunted pursuit towards Christ every day of our lives. Yep, yep. So in the meantime, we have chapter eight to dig into this week. 
is there anything that you kind of that kind of stood out to you, Marshall, in chapter eight? Well, there's a lot of little things that that popped out and grabbed my attention, of course. Uh, but here at mm-hmm. the beginning of chapter eight, as we begin to read, um, we talk about Mary Magdalene and uh, the evil spirits that she had in her uh, yeah. and diseases. I had no idea that she dealt with that. I'd never read that before, so I didn't know that's something that uh, Mary was dealing with. She had um, uh, says seven demons had to come out of her, uh, which was shocking to me because I I just didn't know. I'd never read that before. I never heard it in church either. Well, here's something that I kind of took out, especially we're kind of focusing in on uh, the first few verses in chapter eight here. And Luke has made it a point to mention these certain women that are uh, following Jesus. And you know what the significance of that is, is mm-hmm. um, we, we saw this earlier, is women weren't um, as important or they weren't looked on as, um, it was just kind of out of the norm for them to follow a, a rabbi and then and do that in quotate. Well, he was, he everybody did consider him a rabbi. He he's God in flesh. He's Jesus. So, right. Um, yeah. But when they saw him, they saw him as a, as a teacher, as a, as a rabbi and rabbis, women weren't necessarily, they refused to generally to, uh, teach women because they were inferior. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely were. They were, uh, at the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so it goes through. Okay, hold on a second here. Okay, all right. Yeah, so that's. I think that's the main thing that we can kind of pull out of those first three verses in chapter 8 was he's making a point to that, you know, Jesus is, Jesus is here to accept everybody. To, to teach everybody, mm-hmm. not not just one uh, group or the other. So we're, we're going to see this as we get further into chapter 8 as well, when we get to the, we're, he's going to tell this parable of the sower. And the, uh, another thing is, it, later um, we're going to see that Mary and Joanna, which was the other gal, it was, uh, let's see here, Joanna was the wife of, Chusa Herod Steward, um, they were they were the first witnesses of Jesus's resurrection. We'll see that as we get towards the end of of Luke, but that's there's a certain yeah. significance to that as well. So, but we we're not we're not right. going to get into that right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I had um, these women because in the end of verse three there it says that. Uh, and many others, so there were other women too that were following, um, contributing to their support out of the private means, as was the custom for a rabbi's disciple. So these women were uh, were contributing to the ministry, and um, mm-hmm. we can make note that Jesus Jesus didn't need the contributions, but yeah, of course, no. being. Uh, being in the flesh, he he's humbled himself enough to uh, to ma- willingly make himself dependent on on these other people, and um, 
so what what do we take from that, Marshall? Is that um, how some sometimes we're just too proud to accept help from others? We think we can do everything oh, yeah. on our own. Absolutely, especially especially Absolutely. when we when we need it the most. And so, um, you know, we can kind of take from out of that that um, it says. I, let's see here. So I, I had pulled up something here. It says, sometimes the ability to humbly receive is a better measure of Jesus in our life than the ability to give. Giving sometimes puts us in a higher place, but receiving may put us in a lower place. That's coming from uh, EnduringWord.com. And so I'm waiting for these uh, this, this parable that's coming up soon. Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. As far as like what he's getting at here. And uh, so he's got this, he's got this large crowd growing and gathering together around him. Um, and, and he speaks to him using parables. And, and I wanted to say you know, about some, there's go ahead. I was going to try to go into that a little bit. Go ahead. Were you? Were you? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I was just actually reading over. It says Jesus often communicated spiritual truth through parables which are like short stories or descriptions that take a familiar object or situation and give it a, like a, a, a starting new, a startling or yeah, startling new twist. Um, it says here by linking the known with the hidden and forcing listeners to think parables can point to spiritual truths. And then it says a parable completes or compels listeners to discover the truth for themselves. And it conceals the truth from those too lazy or dull to understand it. Uh, and reading Jesus's parables, uh, we must be careful not to read too much into them uh, because most have only one point and one meaning, which is like you said, Aaron, uh, they're, they're pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to bring up in, um, in about this, in maybe probably a simpler way, I guess, but um, they make, they make sense. If you, if you study them, if you look at them and read them at, you can read them at face value and they're meant yeah. to that's the reason he spoke in parables was so that it would, it's timeless. Yeah. Which somebody like myself, I'm glad he did. Um, because oftentimes I need things put into layman's terms. And to me, that's kind of what a parable is. <laughs> yeah. So he starts his parable here in verse five, the sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell beside the road. It was trampled underfoot and the birds of the sky ate it up. Some seed fell on shallow uh, soil covering the rocks, and soon as it sprouted, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and and choked it out. And some fell into good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear, and heed my words. So he's saying, Listen to what I'm saying. Consider what I'm saying, and uh, he, he wanted people to to actively listen to this message and uh, decode what he's saying. I guess if if I'm saying that right, Marshall, right? Yeah, that he he's wanting you to pay attention because uh, what's what he says in here. He says if you're not going to pay attention, you're not listening, and and if you're lazy, well, you're not going to get it. But if you're paying attention and you're, and you're listening to what he's saying. It's going to make perfect sense, and that's what he—that's what he goes on to say. Yep. 
And in verse nine, uh, he said, Jesus says, the knowledge of the, of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. Okay, I, I just, I found this. So I, I do use, when we um, get to do this, I, I use that in, enduring word. I, I really like kind of their breakdown of the chapters and everything like that. And it says in here, um, we kind of, we may have probably misspoke um on this he who has ears to hear let him hear this is it says in the enduringword.com this was not a call for all to listen rather it was a call for those who are spiritually sensitive to take special note this was especially true in light of the next few verses in which Jesus explained the purpose of the parables so he's going to go on and explain to us we don't even have to explain this for um uh, for the sake of this podcast because Jesus already did that because of course you, you did you you went into uh, a little bit into verse nine here. His disciples began asking him what it meant, and right. then yeah, and you just explained it. That was Jesus explaining to his disciples what it was, what it meant. Mm-hmm. How far did you go again, Marshall? I just went through the end of ten. Oh, okay, so eleven. The uh, now the meaning of the parable is this: the seed is the word of God. And is concerning e- eternal salvation. Those beside the road are the people who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes the message of God away from their hearts, so that we they will not believe in. And he's talking about so they will not believe in him as the Messiah, and be saved. The mm-hmm. ones on rocky soil, the people that have heard, they receive and welcome the word with joy, but they have no firm. Uh, these have no firmly grounded root. They believe for a little while, and in time of trial and temptation, they fall away from Jesus and abandon their faith. I say, it says, fall away from me and abandon their faith. But um, we're, we got to remember this is Jesus talking, so I, I kind of added that in there. And I think we've, of course, at some point we've covered this, but we, we have to reiterate ourselves that um, Jesus is always there in in the good times and the bad times. We all, we as believers have to remember that these trials and these uh, hardships in, in this life, we can also grow from them because of Jesus in our life. It, it's not, he's not necessarily causing them, but we have something to learn from those hardships. You agree, Marshall? Oh, 100%. There's, there's no, there's no doubt about that. So he goes on to say, the seed which fell among the thorns, here we are in the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, but as they go on their way, they are suffocated with anxieties and riches and pleasures of this life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. How, how would you take that I'm gonna in stop you there. modern day life? Go ahead. So, and I, this is something I would have to, I read that last night, uh, I, 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 t- I text Aaron and I said, that chap, that that verse fourteen there, um, that spoke to me because I felt like that was almost God <laughs> talking about me in a way. Because you know, it says it says the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. I'm not saying that I haven't matured in my Christian faith over the years because I 100% have, but there are times in my life, mm-hmm. uh, probably right now when that's been kind of where I've been on this journey in my walk with Christ to where I've been kind of caught up in the thorns 
and and uh, been distracted by the worries and riches and and uh, and pleasures of the world as opposed to God, and that prevents you from maturing and reaching your full potential that Christ has for you. Well said. I you know I think too often uh we we get caught up in that where's where's the next paycheck coming from where how are we going to afford that or how are we going to eat where was that food going to come from what you know there's just so many anxieties in this life that we we tend to overwhelm ourselves with it instead of focusing on Jesus and how and, and leaning on him and just having that faith that's been the topic here lately um, in all the like the small groups and everything that we've uh, that we're involved in uh, with the uh, you know with our friends and church and all is faith. Faith is a mm-hmm. huge deal. You got to have that faith in Jesus that that he's gonna he's gonna hold you through the good times and the bad. Absolutely. And always strive for that maturity, that spiritual maturity and we're going to see as this last seed that fell in good soils are uh are the ones who have heard the word with a good and noble heart and then hold on to it tightly that and bear fruit with patience what is the fruit it patience is one of those uh spiritual fruits that come from knowing Jesus on a personal and intimate level yep Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Okay, so <clears throat> so he goes on to the, now he's going to tell another parable, the parable of a lamp. No one lights a lamp and covers it with a container to hide it or put it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. For there is nothing mm-hmm. hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come out into the open. He's here saying, "There's, you will all understand." Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. He's not here to hide anything. He's not here to speak in <clears throat> in a way. <clears throat> you know, our God is not a God of confusion. Yeah, it says here in my. <clears throat> excuse me. At the bottom here of this verse, it kind of explains that uh, 8, 16, and 17. It says, when the light of the truth about Jesus illuminates us, we have the duty to shine that light to help others. Our witness for Christ should be public, not hidden. We should not keep the benefits for ourselves alone, but pass them on to others. In order to be helpful, we need to be well-placed. Seek opportunities to shine your light. When unbelievers need need, need uh, our help, so yeah, it's you know, God shines a light on us to, you know, we should be like a, um, like a mirror, <laughs> you know that that mirror when when people see mm-hmm. us they see Christ and where we we are reflecting, you know if you t- if you've ever taken a magnifying glass on an ant hill or something <laughs> when you were a kid, and you you put that magnifying glass over something and sometimes it'll catch fire. Well, that's we're supposed to be that magnifying glass and that reflection, that mirror, just reflecting Christ's light into the world. Yeah. Well, and it's I'm, I'm reading something here. It says um, the kind of meaning of the the parable of the lamp is you've received that truth of God. You, you've received this truth, and truth. Uh, going back a little bit, 
um, truth is not is not meant to be revealed. God promised that it will be. Nothing is secret that will not be revealed. Okay, so if you have the truth of God, you have the solemn, you have responsibility to spread that truth in whatever way God gives you the opportunity. Just like we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. We were yep. just we we're just talking about this earlier in the episode. Yep. I really like this in verse 18, Marshall. So be careful mm-hmm. how you listen. For whoever has a teachable heart to him, more understanding will be given. And whoever does not have a long a longing for truth, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. Yep, That's why. My... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. No, I was going to kind of explain that. <laughs> it's funny. So just so you listeners understand real quick before I go into this, uh, obviously y'all have heard before, if you've listened to any, any period of time, Aaron and I are two different states doing this podcast. Um, so there's sometimes is a lag between the two of us. So, so that's why we talk over each other sometimes or, or you, you know, whatever. But um, anyway, rabbit trail uh, to explain that verse 18, that Aaron was just talking about, um, it says in my Bible here, I guess you can call these footnotes or what do you want to call them? I don't know. I love them though. Cause it helps people like me understand God's confusing word at times, even though this parable is not confusing. Yeah. Um, so it says applying God's word helps us grow. This is a principle of growth in physical, mental and spiritual life. And then it says, for example, and I, I love the way it puts this because like myself, I like to work out. Aaron likes to work out a muscle when exercise will grow stronger. No kidding. <laughs> but an unused muscle will grow weak and flabby. If you are not growing stronger, you are growing weaker. It is impossible for you to stand still. How are you using what God has taught you? So it's true. If you're not using what God gives you, uh, you're, you're not growing. You're not helping people. You're just going to get weaker. But the more you use God's word and you share God's word and you strengthen yourself in God's word, Mm. that's where the goodness comes in. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny. Here's yet another analogy to what we can understand in our modern day. It's, it's food. It's, uh, it's, you know, it helps us get stronger and the, the list is endless and it is, um, oh man, I had the word too. It's sustaining. God's word mm-hmm. is life sustaining in every way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Aaron can, um, you know, knows what, you know, being self sustaining is all about. But uh, yeah. because Aaron, you know, he, he goes out and, you know, kills his own animals and, and, and harvests his own, his own plants and stuff that he, that he has. And, and uh, has chickens and eggs, and that's being self-sustaining. And just like he was saying, we have to be the word of God is the word of God is our grocery store. It is our nature with everything that we need right here at our fingertips to help us be sustainable. Yep. All right. So now here they are. They found themselves at uh, needing to get on a boat and cross the Sea of Galilee. We call it a lake in here, <laughs> but it's uh it's the Sea of Galilee, and it's just a it's just a really cool story. 
we're not going to get real deep into it, but it's funny that we would be covering this on a week that we've been talking a lot about faith. And you know what? Uh, let me just tell the story real quick. It, they they get on this boat. Jesus falls asleep. Storm comes rolling in, and these guys get scared. The disciples get scared. The the you know it must have been a heck of a storm. And they they wake him up, and they're like, "Hey, we're we're about to die." And Jesus is like, "Calm down, calm down." And then what does he do? He he calms the storm, and he says to him, "Where is your faith?" Okay, this is what I wanted to get to is. These guys have seen so many miracles. They've seen Jesus do so many things. And yet here at the end of this little section here, you know, they're, they're afraid to die uh, with, G- with the, Jesus in the boat after seeing every miracle he's performed. And, uh, and they're still astonished at the fact that Jesus can uh, command the weather. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing that they've seen all that, yet... They had little faith in that moment, but the same is true for us this day and age. And I can speak for myself that how many times have I seen Jesus and I don't have Jesus face to face with me in the, in the flesh like they did. Uh, so it is what 110% based on faith, but how many times have I seen Jesus provide for me in many ways and heal me in many ways and always there for me nonstop. He's never left me nor forsake me yet. I still struggle with that faith from time to times, and I don't trust him with a lot of things at times. That's very well put. I, I hadn't really necessarily thought about it that way as far as like, you're right, he does bless us, and yet we still have those anxieties, those life anxieties that we kind of forget in the moment. And mm-hmm. you're, you're right, it was the same concept. And sitting back and reading it from our perspective while we're just reading this is like, how did you guys... How did you guys, why were you scared? You had Jesus right there. And if you would have died, he, he would have just brought you back anyway. So. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, when and you... That, Go ahead. I was just going to say that, that, uh, that's funny because we can all have that confidence that at some point Jesus is going to, uh, bring us all back to life, it, figuratively, mm-hmm. as Christians, and literally at the resurrection. Yeah. Yep. One hundred ten percent. When we finally get all of our glorified bodies. Hmm. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> Man, I know it. <laughs> what were you going to say earlier, Marshall? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I know it. If I hadn't have kept on going, I would have forgot too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good though. All right. We're getting a little long. I don't know. I tell you what. I, I want to dig into this. this okay. Chapter. No, we're not. And I want to stop here. And I'll tell you why. Because I was, me and Ashley got to, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. There's a lot of interesting stuff in the next, when they come upon this demon possessed guy. And, um, it's, it's interesting because I had a certain thought when I initially read it. And then, um, and then when I actually started looking it up, it it was, it was totally different. So we will get into that next week. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. I can't wait. Yeah. 
I mean, I think we've covered what we can here. So I'm going to mark good. that spot and we will come back to it. Oh, heck. That's yeah. what I, you know, I, I think I, I love when Jesus speaks in parables almost more than anything else in the Bible because it's so simple, yet there's so much meat to it. There is so much meat to the parables when you really mm-hmm. dig into it. Well, and, you know, I find myself wanting more more meat. Okay, you know it says, uh, you know, when you're when you're a new Christian, you you strive for that that pure milk of the word and now we now I want the meat. I, we're we're maturing. We're maturing <laughs> together doing this podcast and now we yeah. want we want more meat. That's why you see it taking uh so much longer to get through a chapter is because we 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 want to dissect this a little bit more. And you know, we should all be like that. We should all want more. I can't wait to get to the next week to cover this even more in depth, to get into it more. It just it, it's exciting, and I, I hope that oh, everybody can share in our excitement for learning more about Jesus. Yeah, and, and to think we're on chapter eight. We've been doing this for a while. Now, yeah, there's been holidays and whatever that have slowed it down, yeah. but <laughs> my goodness, there's there's 24 chapters in Luke, um, which if you're just reading through it is not very long, but when you're digging into it and you're taking your time and you're getting into the meat of God's word, it takes, it takes some time to get through it. We're going to take all the time we need to get through this because it's that important. Jesus is worth the time. Absolutely. And we hope that you as listeners will, will, will set aside the time to, to come along with us on this journey of reading through Luke. And if you haven't been with us up to this point on chapter eight, we'll hope that you'll go back and listen to the previous and past podcasts and go back to chapter one and just listen through all those and hear everything that we've um, read about and spoke about on, on Luke up to this point. And if you haven't, it's really good. You'll love it. I've never read through the whole book of Luke before bits and pieces here and there. Uh, so I'm really enjoying it. I know Aaron's really enjoying it. So um, go back, catch yourself up and come back next week with us and follow along as we dig in to the rest of chapter eight. And we've said this before, and this has been a podcast this week full of, we've said this before, but don't just take our word for it. <laughs> you, we, we need to, you, you need to go back and read this stuff yourself because there are some, we are human too. We're going to get some mm-hmm. of this wrong. This is just kind of not necessarily our take on it, but we're just, we're reading through this. We're discussing it. And all we're trying to do is try and learn together. So um, you need to go back and read it. That's, it's all there is to it. So. Yep. I agree 100%. And uh, with that being said, before we let y'all go, and Aaron, before we let each other go, um, we hope that everybody will go on to all of our social media pages and follow along with us. Uh, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, um, and of course, we have an amazing email at, give me a second, give me a second, I'm almost there, mail at undauntedpursuit. <laughs> Dot com. That's mail at undauntedpursuit.com. Look, guys, we would love to hear from y'all through email or whether it be messages, messages, messenger, message, messages through uh, the social media pages. Uh, if you have input, advice, whatever it is, um, or if you just want to chit chat with us, you have questions for us um, about what we're talking about, please let us mm-hmm. know. Uh, go like, go follow. And uh, of course, you can listen, listen to us on Spotify. Um, what else is there, Aaron? Um, Apple, 
you need to go on Apple Podcast uh, uh, and give us a good rating and review that really helps us out, helps boost us into the rankings and helps get us noticed more. Um, of course, YouTube, it seems to be like YouTube and Apple are the two, um, even the two main things where you can actually leave reviews and the more uh, subscribers we have to that and the more uh, reviews we have, the better we're going to do, the, the better we can do for the everybody listening. Um, that would really just help us out. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and if uh, something we kind of announced last week, Marshall, was the uh, if people wanted to send us anything, we do have a business address and uh, anything we do receive in the mail, uh, we will we'll use you for the week sponsor of the of the uh, of the podcast. So uh, we're open to just about anything. Nothing, nothing bad. OK, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I like like this energy drink here <laughs> or or coffee or anything you want to send us. Um, you Good can products. send anything to the business uh yeah, exactly. The business address, P.O. Box 92, Grangeville, Idaho, 83530. And don't worry about it. It will get to Marshall as well. I promise. So I think that's yes, about it, Marshall. Trust me. I won't let him forget about it because if he gets it, I get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and hey, guys, that's before right. we let you go, I know we've, uh, I know I talked about him uh, previously. Uh, from our previous podcast, so Michael Lacey, he just came out that book I was talking about earlier, Christian Marriage. Um, the uh, man, my phone is just not cool right now. Christian Marriage devotionals from both perspectives. If you guys haven't had a chance, go to Amazon, look that up, Michael Lacey, and um, there's a sale right now going on. You can get it uh, like on your Kindle or something like that. Download it for like nine nine cents. And then it's also like $5 and some change right now, but that's just for like the rest of this week. And then it goes back up to like $11 and some change. So regardless of how much it costs, go, go and buy that book. I think it'll be a great book. And um, man, we've got a lot of great people we've had on, on our podcast so far um, the past. What? Yeah. How long we've been doing this? Like a year or something like that. I don't know. Um, go back and listen to those almost, podcasts guys. Almost and, a year. <laughs> Almost a year and go listen to those people, listen to all the great singers and music and writers and they're all awesome. Yep. Heck, we're still coming down from the high from that episode with Michael. So hey. Oh man. It was it was that it was that good. It was that good. It was. So <laughs> guys, thanks for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time, next week. See you guys. See you later. I want you to know that you'll have a better life with me. same road I've seen you go before and running through the shadows you're closing every door you've been through the fire but you're not through it yet you're drowning in these shadows and no it's not a test I want you to know that I love you and I want you to know that I'll always love want the best. I want you to know that you'll have a better life with me. I want you to know that you'll have a better life you'll see. I want you to know that you'll have a better life with me. I want you to know that you'll have a better life you'll see.
And tell me are you listening On how to get out of this mess You're going through the fire You can feel it burn There's so much going on here Now come, come on Better life with